Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. I have my coffee. Today is April 1st, 2022. And I am no fool, but today is April Fool's Day. I have no jokes for you all. I have nothing to share to add to that humor. But I wanted to spend a little bit of time with you. today. <laughs> I hope you're all doing well. Um, we're dealing with this weather that seems to be warm one day and cold the next, aren't we? So I wanted to take some time and reach out to all of you. Today, today is, is rare for me, rare for me. I think there's only one time in the past many, many, many years that I've been sitting at my desk today. Normally, I go on a hike, and it started very organically um, this day. To me, the true start of spring, you know, we're sitting here thinking, um, April 1st, you know, I'm not really crazy about this joking holiday this this idea that uh, you're going to be tricking everybody but i always go and do something i thought why don't i do something meaningful and i'd gotten together with originally my mother and my younger brother and we decided to go hike seneca mountain which isn't much of a mountain but it's a nice uh Quartzite cliff face. It's very flat. I'll talk about it more in detail. There's only twice that I've not gone down there in the first. One was because of this recent thing we've been through, this pandemic. And the second one was, of course, today, because I'm going to do it tomorrow instead. I have a chance to hike it with my other sibling who has only climbed one time, which was earlier in the year. And I'm hoping to be able to do that tomorrow. So I really wanted to do a podcast, not only about that. Oh, my coffee is so good. My coffee is so nice <laughs> on a day like today. I was just saying to this, this friend of mine in, in Turkey that really lives in Turkey. If you don't live in Turkey and you live close to it, I'd be hungry. Uh, I always wondered if those two countries were close together, you know, Turkey and Hungary. But, um, <laughs> he's saying oh, it's snowing there. And I said, yeah, I said, you know, just the universe needs to reboot. The universe needs to reboot. And that's what we need to do. We need to reboot a little bit every once in a while. And I think a good podcast um, will do that to you. I'm not one of those people, like, I always admire some of these other podcasters. I was talking to Leo one time when I wanted to start this up. Oh, it's not even been a year ago, actually. Uh, but I was talking to Leah Isabel, and I said, Leah, I said, you know, I don't have all these guests I can get on like Raylan can, or uh, I don't have this magnificent speaking voice like Jocko or uh, some of these other people. 
And she said, no, just be yourself, you know. And she's like, baby, you got it, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But but I always try to say something relevant and find something relevant and go with it. And I think if I could take my technique anywhere, it would probably be Roddy Piper's, which is, uh, <laughs> you're really in for it when you, you come on here. I tell you, you're, you don't know what to expect. But I wanted to talk about uh, this this day, this, these hikes and stuff, and just the overall feeling. I want to give people a feeling, okay? I know when you paint, when you paint a painting, this is what so many people miss. When you, when you, when you look at something, it's what so many people miss. The, the taught, learned art of being able to sketch out your feelings. Now, I'll put this in a perspective for you. I'll do it for painting. And I will do it for writing. With a painting, a lot of people will go and say, I want to paint a mountain. Okay, and they'll, they'll spend a lot of time painting the mountain. They'll, they'll spend a lot of time doing the brush strokes. They'll do a lot of time trying to blend the colors. But they don't take their time. They don't go with the overall feeling of appreciating it you know you yeah it's true if you're in a field you can't take a picture of it to to use as reference later you really don't have the time yeah but uh okay for instance here i'm looking at some of nathan tardiff's artwork in front of me his, his ink bottles um 54th massachusetts for instance he could have very easily done this battle scene but what really strikes you is how the, the ocean and the war scene in the background, the smoke and the clouds, it all flows together. Um, it's another one of my favorites. Bad Black Moccasin. Great ink. Kind of artistic. Two very different stylized approaches he took that he wanted to make work. But doing washes of a color to build that mood in the background, to build the foreground is the most important part. Just like if you write a novel, scaffolding a novel, it's important to scaffold, it's important to do your, as I've spoken before, outlines and what you want and to throw all those facts in so that you can later on go further on into your book and say, oh, I want this to reference back 50 pages ago where this girl mentioned to this guy about this thing, and he said this, and this is symbolic, and throw things into a scale that you can bring that um, dichotomy out. A lot of people do this with script, too. They'll write a basic script, and uh, you see it in screenplay more. You follow the script, oh, I want this, this, and this, and they'll follow it so much to that T that they lose the artistic side of it, that they lose the feeling, the general mood of it. And it becomes really boring. It becomes really boring art. That's that's not what I want to do. I don't want to make this boring. I'm going to follow a script. There's times when you need that. There's other times when you need to have those washes of colors and the general overall feeling of what you're saying. I want to keep this positive. You know, I've been dealing with a lot of things the past 
few weeks. My uncle, both my uncles have had cancer diagnoses. My one with uh, his kidney, and the other one with his bladder. And in the meantime of him dealing with his bladder, my two cousins, I guess, have had some health problems. So there's been a lot going on, and I could sit here and feel bad about. I'd like to do a podcast about my uncle that has the bladder problems because he's someone that survived a traumatic brain injury or brain aneurysm. But I'm going to leave that for another time. Those are the things in the foreground of your life. And I bring that up for a reason because looking at life, you can so much get caught in either foreground or the background that you lose sight of the moment you're in. And, you know, this this really comes full circle to me. I was talking to a friend of mine the other night that was having some problems. Really a great lady. Um, she's been on my mind. I'm a little concerned about her, but right now, because I haven't been able to get in touch with her, but she, she uh, has been going to counseling and she's dealt with many different counselors. And I said to her, you know, the best any any person can be, any uh, psychologist, counselor, coach, any person in a guru even, in, in a leadership position that you're looking to for advice and wisdom, guidance in your life. It can be as a facilitator of knowledge, a facilitator of who you want to be and to... Um, to make it archaic, try it and scaffold those same feelings. Excuse me. Those same feelings, scaffolding them. Is that any different than painting or writing? These same processes of the human mind are built that way for a reason, because that's how we learn. That's how we take the experiences of our lives. We learn to either let them make our question ourselves, to build and grow from them, or to um, become stuck in different coping mechanisms, be them healthy or unhealthy, all of which we begin as a little baby and observing the world. If you ever look at a little baby, what does it do? It, it cries a lot, you know. <laughs> Life will make you do that, even from an early age. But a little baby observes. A little baby observes a lot. A little baby tries to see what's going on and understand it all. They chew on their toes a lot too. I don't know why. <laughs> See, I'm in I'm in a good mood today. Um, not necessarily because it's grayed out or there's any reason to be in a good mood. I'm just choosing to take affirmations of my life, affirmations of other things, and to apply them in a in a, in a great way to keep your mood up. You know, if, if you want to live in a dark world, there is a it is dark out. You want to live in a warm world where it's everything's positive, it's there. I've certainly the past 
two years had an amazing amount of negativity and collateral. And I've just in the past couple of days really realized how much one certain person individually used their, their time to try and destroy me over a very, very minor situation, just very thin-skinned, um, low-energy, toxic person that wants to be on the level of other people, but wants to prove that they can step on them too and hurt people. Anybody gets in their way, they're going to hurt. I'm using this as an example because this person individually I'm thinking of is a very uh, unaccomplished author, unaccomplished person in any realm of other than talking about how great they are and how everybody should be afraid of them and fear them and how much power they have over other, other people and all these other aspects. And they wonder why people don't want to follow them, read your book, listen to anything. You know, people people know life is, is tough. Like that little baby observing and there's a time for it. I've had some pretty serious uh, messages on here, things to people that are pretty serious, talking about people who have passed away. Yes, that is very serious. You know, we're all mourning Scott Hall, for instance, the bad guy, Chico. And I use him as an example because look at Scott Hall. Do you see anybody say anything bad about Scott Hall? No. Scotty was a good guy. Scotty was a wrestler, but Scotty was a person with a great psychological ability, cognitive ability to look at a situation and analyze it and give people advice and um, putting these two men side by side. Scott Hall, you, you can look into some of these things Diamond Dallas Page has been saying. You can look into some of these things that... Uh, Kevin Nash and all these other people. Hogan. Um, this is just an example because, you know, my neighbor used to know these guys. And I, I know a lot of different stories and things that I know how Scott Hall was the type of person that uh, he was very witty. He was very, <laughs> he could, he could say something in a way, you know, have these great comebacks, but he was caring. And uh, as far as friendship goes. If you were his friend, or you were somebody that he respected, he, he would do things for other people he wouldn't do for himself. Um, those two types of people, you know, and I'm not, not putting either of these, not even putting the other guy down, you know, uh, went to great lengths to try and destroy me. But, you know, what I saw in all of this is the bigger picture because none of none of the things applied to me. If you have somebody that says, if somebody reads my book and you say, hey, you know, your poetry style is really bad. Uh, it doesn't rhyme a lot. You should have used this word. You could have used the word duck. My response is, uh, it was my spell check, damn it. <laughs> Seriously, it gets that it gets that that nuanced, you know. People people nitpick. Hey, it's something I wrote. If you don't like it, I don't care if it's gibberish on a keyboard. Okay, it's art. 
self-expression. I'm here, here a certain amount of time. And I got so many ticks on the clock. And that's what I did. And my life's over. And it's all said and done. Brother, I'm going to tell you what. That right there, be it good or bad, is what I did in that time. Who's to judge? Who's to judge? So, gone 16 minutes already. I'm tying this in because it's, like I said, it's very important to do background and white and do those washings of colors on the background before you do the foreground because many of these painters that would do these paintings would do 20 washes of a color just to make it look like the sky. And they would say, how, how, how is that so clear? But I just can't see it. Well, that's that same kind of thinking, tying all these things together, looking outside the box and feeling that general mood for something. The Japanese have a word for the mood and the soul of a place. My work, I think, has always been to try and uplift people. To see the struggles of life and love and even when I'm even when I'm writing about a lost love or somebody that I'm thinking about, it's not negative. It's it's very positive. It's very much alive and full of the love for someone. That's my message. And when I think of today especially I think of Seneca, and I want to start that right now. Here's my first brushstroke of foreground. I think of Seneca because last night I had a guy message me this, and it made me really, really think. I'm sitting here late at night. This is someone I've never spoken to before in my life do not know he says I saw that you posted two trails on hiking project at the Lohanna Gorge Greenway I ran both trails yesterday thanks to what you posted how did you get the names of the trails I can't find anything on the area and uh, I named them I named them because I blazed them um Before I had my GPS watch, which, you know, to me, it's not like I'm upgraded. It's not like I've hit some god level with the GPS watch. I had my phone, and I have signal. So I used this app to track my way through that gorge, which is another mountain, to train a little bit. It was a greenway that the county, I believe, bought up. These old logging trails, so I'm walking them, and they haven't been really maintained in a long, long time. Giving me a feel for my grandfather, how he taught me to walk through the woods. And it, it gave me the trail on my phone, so I named the couple after places where I sought, sat and sought the wisdom of the place, the feeling and the nature of the place. And reminded me of a few people. Um, down below, my brother used to camp down there, my older brother. So I felt that is very important to me. 
I need to tell that gentleman about the actual story, but I forgot forgot a part of that. But my point being is that it's mountain. Okay, I, I gave the place as a name, and I guess it, if it sticks, it sticks. Whatever it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's the name of the color, the paint. Violet, blue, brown, ancient copper, gold, or whatever. The color doesn't need a name. It is itself. It's refractions of atoms and the spectrum of light, which is energy. That we only see in one color because the sun is orange. If it were a red sun, it would look purple. This plant in front of me would not have silver leaves. It would have green, orange My point in that being that so much of our lives is about uh, our perception of reality and the reality we create in that uh, information process. It's, it's, it's interesting. Trying not to have that uh, cognitive dissonance of seeing two things at the same time with opposite views and holding on to the logical rationality of it. But it made me dream last night about, uh, it made me dream about these hikers. I'm somewhere at the end of one of these trails, these longer trails. And I so happened to be there. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting there it's a beach, and there were all these younger kids. There was this real stocky young man with a beard and muscular. You know, he'd been walking for a long time. Just happens to be that way. You have to be like that when you're hiking. And uh, really young, jolly kinds of kids. There was a couple others with him. You could tell they were they were vibing off each other's energy, and I liked that. I really liked that. And I started laughing and. Uh, we got to talking. They had their girlfriends with them. The girlfriends a little bit more quiet, but this one kid, he was he was like a like a lion. He was he was um, fun to be around. And they were at some some beach. It was like a tidal pool between a bay and the ocean. It was a salt marsh, and the sand was as beautiful golden that sparkled in the sunlight I felt it and I, I felt it deep in my soul with every step with the warm sun baking down on it trying to walk and for some reason keep up with them because there were places where the sun had made it hot and there were places where it was cooler and as I would walk I could feel my feet burning in places and then cooling off in others and they were seemingly un, unaware of this. It didn't bother them. They'd build up all kinds of calluses on their feet from life. and They're much younger. They could, they could handle it. And uh, <laughs> here I am, more somebody could probably be their father, going along and talking to them and wanting to know more about what they were doing. This, 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 they were doing a small documentary on this area. And the kid was saying about all the frogs and lizards and I guess there were alligator, all these different things lived there. And it, it, it intrigued me because when I was a kid, I used to be into that kind of stuff. 
And I thought, wow, what's what's the biological history of this, this area? It was a really unique area, and they were saying about it. And I realized there was something very beautiful about the way they were observing and having fun and vibing off of it. Just like that little baby that observes. There was a purity to it. And I said to them, I says, have you been hiking this a long time? And they said, oh, yeah, we started at some mountain. We didn't start at the beginning. We just wanted to have some fun. And it led on to, hey, let's do this a little longer. Hey, do you want to do the whole thing? And they just finished. And they were saying, how, how weird is this that we run into you right now, right here? And you're the only person that's interested in what we're doing. And you find, find the importance of it. We got into this deep discussion, and I said, you know, some of the stories they were telling me, I said, you, you need to write this down. I said, you need to write some of this stuff down. This is great. And the kid kid admitted to me, he said, you know, I never even had good way to take a picture. He says, you know, I'd never stored any of it. I never took it seriously while I was doing it. I just, I just got caught up in the moment. And he said, I got caught up in the feeling of it all and the views. And he said, I didn't have time and I didn't want to take time to write it all down. Oh, I was here on this date. And we were laughing about it. You know, like, I was here on this date and I was here. I was here. He said, how different is that than carving into a tree? Because he said, they're going to cut down some tree and they're going to make a book about it. And that could be that tree on that mountain. Or it could be the next view I just saw that they clear cut. And I just, I just smiled. I said, son, that's the truth. And he, and he kind of looked at me and. I was listening to him and his girlfriend a little bit. And I could see that this was someone that truly understood what it is to love and care. Both of them. And I couldn't help but feeling just inspired by that. And I said something like, what would you name? I'm going to find what it was. I, I did a tweet about this. What did Will say? Posted a tweet. Said I had this dream last night. I was hanging out with these young kids, burly wild kids with just girlfriends. Documented tidal pools outside of Bear Mountain. That was the name of Bear Mountain. We came to the realization that all mountains are the same mountain. It's just the view and who we are that change. That's what he said. And I don't remember what Bear Mountain was. I don't remember why that came up in my mind. Um, I told them I'd never full hiked the entire long trail they were on, whatever it was. And told me, they said, you should someday. And I really liked that. It made me think the mountain. Why am I dreaming about a mountain? And it's always Seneca. It's always Seneca for me right now. Mm -hmm. Climb Seneca every 
year for many years now. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's just needed for the soul. Sometimes it's something just to connect with. And it's one of the few mountains that the view doesn't change. It's it's such a such a spacious piece of quartzite glass that's like a fin, a thousand feet or more in the air, with these rigid spines that are nestled with this type of ancient pine that only grows there that is almost extinct because of the fact that it, these pine trees only grow by forest fires that break open the seed pods, their pine cones. And since man has been here, we don't allow forest fires, so there's very few of these pine trees, only on these high mountain ridges that you can find them. And uh, that, that mountain resonates because it's all a solid sheet of glass, like it's quartzite. It's the core of an ancient mountain. Between the two valley, the, the two points, there's a there's a place where a stream flows through. If you hike up in, there's actually a cave that you should be wearing safety gear. I didn't. I, I went up in and saw the inside of the cave. It ends at this curve in the rock where you really get to the heart of the heart of the mountain that if you gave it another 100 million years maybe that would wear away and it would be exposed and it would be just a little hill that somebody would sit on to uh, write something down but it's all in the shape of a heart when you get, to, get there you realize that it's not just about the the mountain. That didn't happen by mistake. It was, it was a message being sent somehow by the universe to everybody. If you believe in that. It's an affirmation. Really, it's just a rock that folded that way. The heats and pressures of the earth melted it. But that's an affirmation. When I first saw Seneca, we went down. I was still in high school, I believe. So you're going back many, many years. And my uncle was at the time working for a, a produce company. He was putting in mad hours. And he was always always in a bad mood because of it, but he wanted to show it to us, a bunch of the family members. We went down different places on the way. And he's saying about this mountain that people climb and they use ropes and all this stuff. And I, I at the time had no knowledge, professionally, amateur, anything, of, of any kind of mountain like this. I'd seen it in books. It wasn't anything like like uh, out west, but but it is one spot that is one of the best places for learning your trade. And uh, I, you come through this this all these mountains that are much higher than it. 
Connecticut. There's much higher mountains. You go through, there's these, these beautiful rock gaps coming down off the uh, Allegheny Front. Cliff faces. and We stayed at a place in uh, Petersburg, West Virginia. It was an old um, place. used to be a house from the 1860s, 1850s, something like that. And we toured the one cave. So, so you know, I got a feel for the place. I got a feel for its energy way before that. When in smoke hole caverns. And then we come around this bend and I see Champ Rocks. And it's beautiful. It's it's very similar to Seneca, but it's very beautiful. And I'm like, wow, what's 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 that? Why is there a rock like just there, like like a middle finger or a clasped praying hands, however you want to look at it? What is this? You know, what is this beautiful thing that shines? And then then Seneca is just like this beautiful white with this aged ancient grays that course down and it resonates with this energy it's 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 like a temple you can't help but see its holiness when you first you first see it you come around and then you, you park and you learn a little bit about the history. The, there's a farm there. These, this family lived there. Their house is still there. The historical society has set it up. And now it's, uh, I believe it's a national, uh, there's a park service there anyhow. You can, you can go and learn a little bit about it. And... This crystal, this crystal resonates so perfectly that it stands before you. There's no denying that when you look at it through binoculars and you see people climbing it, when you start reading more about what trails there are, you have no cell phone signal. You know one of these days you want to climb it you want to reach out and touch it, but it's a monolith. You want to love it in some way. But then you realize is all it's doing is reflecting back to you. Who you are. What's beautiful about you and the universe. In this moment. And... I was floored, floored the first time I saw that. And I always made it a point if I was in the area, I wanted, hey, let's stop see Seneca. And people, people like it, get a picture from a distance. Then one day I'm sitting there with Gary, a friend of mine I used to know. We went down, we're going we're gonna to walk the walking path, which is still pretty steep. I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's not like, Hiking the AT or something, you know, it's a very well maintained path. It's switchbacks, but it is it is very steep at times. It's 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 a lot of walking upstairs. Put that way, it's a lot of walking upwards. It's a lot of walking, and it's tough. 
on the body. Don't don't be ashamed to go take breaks. Those uphills are always always tough. If even if even if you're young, you know, especially if you're older. But I was a lot younger then, and I thought I'm, I'm going to do this, and didn't take any water with me, didn't take anything. Gary and I, he was fresh out of the military or basic training, or he's still in the military, and we hiked to the top of Seneca, and we went a little further than we should have gone. It was sitting up there, and I was a little afraid because you're you're on top of something. If you take one step the wrong way, you're dead. You're gonna fall a thousand feet. And I got my first feel of respect for what it was. I was able to reach out and touch it. And so many before me had done, so many will after. Oh, sun was going down it was getting towards evening we got some great pictures of gary and i up, up on seneca and dark shade of shadow cast in the orange glow that sunlight and uh, against the rock and looking out across the ridge these riffles and ridges that just peeked out of the trees like some serpent that had hidden itself. I saw those ancient pines growing right out of the rock, who for most parts could be some of the oldest trees in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Maryland. I felt all that deeply in my soul. And I said to Gary, I said, you know, we don't have any water. I'm so thirsty. I said, I'm going to get back down there. Man, it's going to be getting dark soon. we got an hour to get down. It's going to be dark. I'm, I'm you know, panicking, all this stuff. Realizing the situation I put myself into, just wanting to climb this thing. And walking down, I'm getting more and more thirsty. And I see this river. And I said, you know, I'm just going to dive in that little stream down there and drink all that water. <laughs> and when I got down, it was a river. Going back, going back, I felt like I had touched the face of God. There wasn't anything special about the, the view. It's a beautiful view. You know, you get, you get up above the valleys and for most of the time you're stuck in the valleys looking up at the mountains, but when you get up in the mountains and you're looking down, you see how big things really are. You don't see how little they are. And then many times since, you know, when my brother walked the Appalachian Trail, my mother, well, he'd been up there too. My mother, I'm going to show it to her. And every, every year I've in some way taken that day to be something important to climb Seneca. Because it's a very it's a very dangerous place, it is. But if you walk the walking trail and you don't go any higher up on the rocks, you're, you should be safe. Don't you know? Don't ever go up there unless you know what you're doing. It, it's you go from being in an area where it's a walking trail to being where it's a mountaineering place where you need gear, 
where you should have gear. We're going to do that again maybe tomorrow. As old Dick Millette used to say, if the creek don't rise, God willing, I'll be there. <laughs> and I want to try to, you know, I've done poetry readings up there. I went by myself one time and to find at a time when there's not a lot of people around to do a couple of poetry readings is kind of cool. I might not, I'm not looking to do that tomorrow, but I'm looking to live in the moment. Again, I don't need all that scaffolding. I don't need to say, I have this, 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 and this, and this I want to do here. And just let it happen organically. Just let it be what it is. Let it be itself. Let it flow. Let the music be the music. What was that kid in my dream said, the... The mountains never change the view. Just we do. The way we look at things. I think that kid and his girlfriend in my dream must have been. You know, they say everything in your dream represents you in some way. Some sense of. That younger me that first saw Seneca and just laughed and. Thought it was all fun and beautiful. Knew that an old age will grow. Looking at our mountains we've never climbed. But knowing that the ones we have have shown us how to reach out and touch them. To know what's reflected back. Old glass mountain, old Seneca of quartzite. It was once a much higher mountain. Hope to see it tomorrow. And I've done in this podcast a little bit of showing you how to do your art. Your uh, painting, your writing. Because I've, sca I've scaffolded a little bit. I've painted. I've gone from that background to the foreground. And I've shown you how to take different things and apply them across different medias different uh, genres, different uh, academic, yeah, all that. Showing you how to make that paradigm shift to not worrying about what you're saying, if it rhymes, but that it is said by you and felt by you and lived by you. Don't look to the colors by the names on the labels, but feel each one. Know when you need to use it and how to apply it and when you need to. Stick with the music. Climb that mountain, boy. I'll see you all later. <laughs>